Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Leighton Stone Loves Film 2021 podcast series. My name is Stuart Wright and regular listeners will know I've been the host of Britflix podcast since 2013. For new listeners who came in for the Leighton Stone Loves Film 2021 content, I've been a resident of Leighton for over 20 years and I'm proud to be part of a film festival happening right on my doorstep in East London, UK. Leighton Stone Loves Film 2021 is a free four-day film festival and really has something for everyone of all ages who can make it to the birthplace of one of cinema's greats, Alfred Hitchcock. It runs from Wednesday 15th September to Sunday 19th September in outdoor and indoor venues along the Leightonstone High Road and across town. There'll be open-air film screenings in Langthorne Park and indoor events in Leightonstone Library, St John's Church, Phillybrook, Heathcote and Star, Nexus Centre, online and more. As well as films, there'll be talks, installations, trails and workshops. The Leighton Stone Loves Film 2021 podcast series will be 10 podcasts in total. Nine are released on Friday, 3rd of September. Each of those podcasts feature three or four preview interviews with the filmmakers and or film organisations taking part in the four-day event. A 10th podcast will be released late September look back on highlights from Leighton Stone Loves Film 2021. The show notes include the names of the guests and organisations featured in this episode, links to the main Leighton Stone Loves Film 2021 website, as well as links to specific parts of the programme that feature in this episode. That includes the what, the where and the when. It just needs me to say, on with the interviews and enjoy this episode of the Leighton Stone Loves Film 2021 podcast series. Who are you and who or what do you represent? So my name is Faith Austin and I work at the Barbican Centre uh, as a technical coordinator. Okay, now technical coordinator could mean a, a, a lot of things. So in the context of Leighton Stone Loves Film, what does, a technical, what does a technical coordinator do? I'm a technical coordinator at the Barbican across three departments, communities and neighbourhoods, creative learning, and Level G. Uh, communities and neighbourhoods support Leighton Stone Loves Film. Um, so as technical coordinator across those three departments, essentially what I do is support those departments and their projects. It could be setting up an exhibition um, or it could be sending someone a camera for a photography project that they're doing and just managing booking of our equipment. Um, but for Leighton Stone Loves Film, 
I actually am the production manager for it. So although my role is technical coordinator across those departments, I guess it's a little bit of a promotion for me <laughs> to, to production manage Leighton Stone Loves Film. So, um, yeah, I'm, re- I'm really excited. And so in terms of coordinating the festival, um, I'm taking all of the production elements, so all of the technical and also licensing and health and safety and overseeing all of that for Leighton Stone Loves Film. And what, what in, in, in a festival like Leighton Stone Loves Film or, or, or a community event like Leighton Stone Loves Film, what 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 are particularly the, the the main challenges for you in that role? So obviously there are a lot of people working on this, and there are a lot of different projects happening. So it is actually one of the biggest challenges is actually coordinating everyone um, and making sure that we have the right uh, equipment and um, kind of risk assessments and stuff in place for all of the different projects that are coming in and just literally absorbing the amount of information that comes your way. Um, I would say that, that that is definitely the biggest challenge is literally just taking in that information and making sense of it. There are just so many projects happening, which is really, really exciting. On a fun side of it, what what aspects of a specific event are you are you looking forward to at Leighton Stoneless Film? That's a, that's a puppy. Um, well, what as- well, not so much a specific project, but what aspect of the festival itself are you looking forward to seeing happen? Do you know what? I'm actually, I'm really interested in seeing the community stuff. So because Leighton Stone has such a rich history regarding cinema, um, and my, my grandma uh, was born around there, but she moved when I was quite young, um, unfortunately she's not she's not with us anymore so I, I can't ask her about her experiences and, and stuff around there but um it's very weird kind of popping back there and going I've been here before you know and you just get that feeling that you yeah. recognize a place and I hadn't been there since I was a baby maybe three years old and then she moved so for me it's been really exciting going back there and talking to all the different partners that live around there and finding out about the history. And they've all been talking about their films and their projects that they're, that they're doing about the community and the history of Leytonstone and cinema. So I think for me, that's, that's really exciting. I'm really excited to kind of find out more and understand more about the area and its, and its links to cinemas. Cause it's just, it is so interesting that it has such this rich history, but doesn't have, a big permanent cinema anymore. No, it's, it's, it's wild. It's wild. I remember I remember a Norwegian friend of mine was over for a conference and he was having a drink with me in Leighton. And I said to him, you know that Alfred Hitchcock was just born walking distance from where we're sat now. And he's going, no, no, he wasn't. I said he was. <laughs> and so we just got out. Of the, we, went out of the, we went out of the pub. We went to Leighton Tube, got off at Leighton Stone Tube. And obviously the first thing you see is the mosaics. Mm. And his mind was blown, like that, yeah. that that he was living so close to such a cinematic, to the place that gave birth to a cinematic great. And it's it's sort of it works two ways, doesn't it? It's, it's like it's it's sort of it's overwhelming that somebody so great to the cinema canon is from Leightonstone. But also it's absolutely inspiring to anyone that thinks yeah. I'm from Leightonstone. What what right have I got making a film? You go, well, Alfred Hitchcock. Every right. <laughs> 
you have every right to make up. Everyone has every right to make but definitely people from Leytonstone. <laughs> Why does film work best, do you think, as a, as a shared experience? Because obviously a community event revolving around film is very much about the shared experience, isn't it? So what is it about film that, that sort of does that so well? I come from a theatre background mainly. Mm-hmm. And so obviously theatre is is very much a community uh, event, really, because you're in that space with the actors and with the audience. And so film, obviously, is very different. You're not there necessarily with the actors, with the director. You're not all in the same room together, mm. which is actually, I think, a bit nicer. <laughs> you don't have to be polite, but... I think it's just this camaraderie. Is that, is that how you pronounce it? Camaraderie. Thank you. Um, in a way of just all coming together as this collective and just totally investing yourself, whether it's in a bad way or in a good way, with, with art. Yeah. So even just kind of... So funny enough, I was actually watching um, movies that made us it's, it's really good. And there were, it was really funny, actually. There was a moment in it where they were talking about the test screening that they did for Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. And you know when they send the dog off in the DeLorean? Yes. They panicked because when that moment happened in the test screening, all of the audience went silent and looked absolutely horrified. Wow. And as a collective, because they'd thought that they'd just killed a dog in the movie. Big no-no. And then when the... Yeah, and then when the dog reappeared, they went, oh, 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 yay. <laughs> Just so, and all, every single person, they suddenly were on the side of the movie. And as a collective, then from that moment on, what was with that film? And I just find that really interesting as a collective reacting in that way. And I had a similar moment personally when I, and I think I think it is very different where you are in the world as well with cinema, mm. because I've never had an experience like this in the UK. But when I was in America, I went to see Lord of the Rings, the the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very sorry again if this is a potential spoiler for anyone who's not seen Lord of the Rings. But um, the bit on the battlefield where she lifts her helmet and says, "I am no man," and then kills um, the, the Witch King. Mm-hmm. Um, the audience stood up and cheered in America and it was amazing it was such an amazing feeling and as an English person I I don't usually do that in the cinema mm. <laughs> I did <laughs> because I was so into it and really with this audience it, it was amazing so yeah I think it I that's why I think it's such a such an amazing medium and as and as a community coming together to to react something that someone has made and it is it is totally different to, to theatre in that aspect because you don't have to kind of do the things where everyone comes out and bows you can kind of have that conversation there as it ends as it mm. you know as it's happening you know as much as a lot of people don't like that you can have those reactions and you don't have to internalise them as much as you do in the theatre because you have to be respectful of the people on stage. So for me, because I have both of those, um, I guess, uh, art forms that I love and love to go and experience, 
um, that I think that's that's the big difference for me with film. If that made any kind of sense, it made absolute sense. I, I once went to the Brussels Fantasy and Horror Film Festival, and and at that one, they have a g- bunch of people, and it's the culture of the festival as much as it is about watching films, and they they would take the mickey out of certain horror tropes. So if the full moon was ever showed as a frame, a pocket of the audience would howl at the moon. And if anyone points a torch into a dark room, which is obviously a very big horror film trope, you go, hello, hello. You know, the whole kind of, you're waiting for them to get jumped on. The audience would go, cooey, cooey. And it was, when it first happened, I was like, they're ruining the film. And then I was like, then you get into it. And, and what happens is that if the film is is good, they stop doing it. And if the film is bad, it makes the bad film experience more fun. It was kind of a a weird kind of testing ground of whether this film's going to hold our attention or not. I must say that I do love watching bad or people that movies that are considered bad. Mm. If it's, let's say let's say it that way. So bad they're good. Yeah, because you do you laugh out loud you kind of talk about things as they're happening. It, it is great. I, and I do, that's the thing, you go and see a terrible theatre show and you're like, well, that was two hours of my life wasted. You never think that really about a bad movie because you still enjoyed it in some weird way because you were able to connect with another person or a group of people over it. Well, look, Faith, it just gives me to say thank you very much for giving your time on the Britflix podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. <laughs> you are listening to the Leighton Stone Loves Film podcast series. Leighton Stone Loves Film returns for a third year from the 15th to the 19th of September 2021. Across four days, Leighton Stone in East London will be host to a variety of free events brought to you by local filmmakers and film organisations. Let's get back to the interviews. Who are you and who and what do you represent? So my name is Helen Crockford. I am the director of Walthamstow Toy Library and Play Centre. And um, our mission is to provide a safe and um, stimulating place for families with under fives to play, learn and interact. Now, we've just taken over the running of Langthorne Park Pavilion in Leightonstone, um, and we're setting up our sort of sister organisation, the Leightonstone Toy Library okay. and Play Centre. So that's how I've come, you know, sort of come to get involved um, in the Leightonstone Film Festival. I've never heard of a toy library before. How, how did that come about? Do you know? Yeah. So um, we've been running in the borough for 46 years. Gee whiz. So we were set up um, by a group of health visitors who were concerned about the lack of play opportunities for some sectors of the community. And mm-hmm. it started out, you know, it was very small, just, you know, few toys that people could come and borrow. And it's just gone from strength to strength. So... We are like a book library. You basically come and, and borrow toys. You get to take them home for three weeks and then uh, bring them back and swap them for something else. It's funny, actually, because I was talking to someone earlier about the toy, a toy library. And he's yeah. like, oh, it's such a shame that, you know, people can't afford to buy toys for their kids. And yeah. I was like, actually, no, that's, you know, you're sort of missing the point here. It's actually about, you know, now it's about environmentalism and 
the fact that, you know, toys are just so wasteful, you know, the amount of sort of plastic that ends up going into landfill. And so borrowing from a toy library is actually a really good way, you know, of sort of being sort of environmentally friendly, sustainable. Uh, so what does Leightonstone Loves Film mean to you? Well, I'm really excited because, I mean, actually, I've never, ever been to Leightonstone Loves Film. I've lived in the borough for 21 years and, you know, never been. And just, you know, the fact that we've now taken over the running of the pavilion and I know there's going to be screenings um, in the amphitheatre, which is right next to the pavilion. I'm just really excited to sort of get involved and just to kind of meet another sort of, um, you know, sort of other sort of communities in the borough because we do the Walthamstow Garden Party every year. Um, so, and, you know, that's obviously like a massive event and great fun. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to sort of one, doing another event again, because actually we haven't done an event for two years and um, and something really different. Yeah, we've never been involved before. So what exactly will you be contributing to Lane Stonewall's film? So we are, I mean, we're all about play. So actually we are going to be setting up um, lots of different play activities. We're going to be trialling and piloting a new idea where I haven't quite come up with the name for it yet, but it's kind of, we're thinking about sort of leave it out and what it's going to be a bucket of toys left around Langthorne Park, which is just a beautiful park. There's just so much to do and to, to see. So we want to just leave out lots of different things that people can just take, play with, and then put back in the bucket. So um, there's like basketball, football courts. So, you know, I mean, every parent's worst nightmare is, you know, you get to the park and then the kids are like, have you brought my football? No, I haven't. <laughs> so having, you know, sort of, a bucket of balls that people can play with. There's like table tennis, you know, some table tennis bats and balls. Um, and then in the children's play area, lots of what in the early years we call loose parts. Mm. So just lots of different pieces that they can play with. So maybe like fabric and pegs that they can build, you know, dens or whatever they like with, you know, chalks, bubbles, all sorts of things that they can just pick up and, and play. So we're going to have buckets of those around around the park there's also um i mean it's just such a brilliant park for wildlife as well there's a, a lovely sort of pond and sort of lots of wildlife areas we we're thinking you know having sort of magnifying glasses and maybe sort of butter sheets so that people can you know sort of those people that are sort of interested in that can have a have a sort of hunt for some mini beasts and and wildlife but it's not very film related at all <laughs> But it's it's all about play. I was going to say, but it's it's an event, and there's and that, and that you know you can't. I mean, I go to a lot of film festivals. You can't you can't spend your time in the dark for the entire festival. You have to you have to socialise at times. So I think that's really great to provide the opportunity. I mean, and being a little bit controversial as well. I mean, obviously, you know, sort of under fives. You know, mm. it's not recommended that they have very much screen time. <laughs> So, you know, it's it's good for them to be out playing and, you know, sort of not sitting. Um, so definitely much more sort of physical activity for them. So I think there's something for everybody. Indeed, indeed. So what aspect of specific event are you looking forward to at Lane Stonewall's film? Yeah, I just can't wait to see the amphitheatre um, in use. I mean, I've never, ever seen it being used. Um, so I think that will be really exciting. So I know um, the Stowe Film Lounge are going to be sort of running some screenings. So yeah, I can't wait to just sort of, you know, sit in there and just, because it's such a brilliant space. So I mean, in that sense then, what is it about the shared experience watching a film, especially in somewhere like the amphitheatre? You know, just sort of being outside 
outside, you know, experiencing who knows what the weather will be like. You know, it's been just pretty horrendous the last few days, you know, just experiencing, you know, just sort of a film with the elements around you, um, you know, sort of the sounds of the leaves and the trees. And I mean, I don't know what they're going to be screening, but Mm. I just think, you know, I love watching films with my kids. It just is such a nice you know, sort of experience to just to chat about what we've seen and how it made us feel. And my kids actually despair of me if we ever go to the cinema because I do cry at everything. And, you know, they're just like, oh, mom, you know, if it's, ha-, they're like, but it's happy. Why are you crying? Thinking of what, of the, of the toy library, how do you go about acquiring the toys? Are they donated? Do you buy them? Yeah. So lots of our toys are donated by sort of members of the community. Um, we had recently, we had um, a sort of some vouchers from Little Tykes, which is a big sort of toy company. So we've bought lots of new stuff with those for our Langthorne site. And yeah, donations, whenever we get grants, we always put in for some money to get some new toys. So, where, so if people were looking to donate to the to the cause as it were where can they find you yeah so if people would like to donate toys they can look on our website which mm-hmm. is www.walthamstowtoylibrary.org mm-hmm. and um there's a little section or there will be a little section on there saying um you know what we need and and what we don't need because we don't take things like we don't take soft toys um, and obviously we want toys that are in really good condition we need to make sure that all the pieces are there you know there's nothing worse than uh, doing a puzzle and finding a piece missing <laughs> we just you know we want to make sure that the toys are in a usable condition okay well, well i'll put a link in the show notes where we can click on that and it just gives me to say thank you very much for giving us your time on the britflix podcast thank you you are listening to the Leighton Stone Loves Film podcast series Leighton Stone Loves Film returns for a third year from the 15th to the 19th of September 2021 across four days Leighton Stone in East London will be host to a variety of free events brought to you by local filmmakers and film organisations Let's get back to the interviews. Who have we got on the interview now? Hi, I'm Alyssa and I'm from Not Another Film Club. Sorry, um, yeah, I'm Isaac, also Not Another Film Club. Hi, I'm Ade, from Not Another Film Club. And what can you tell me about Not Another Film Club? So Not Another Film Club came together after we had all met through the Barbican Young Programmers. Um, and I'd say what what we kind of represent is a love of film and of um and having an appetite for discovery um discovering something new something a bit different and film as a shared experience with friends mm-hmm. um obviously our experiences as barbican young programmers just meant that we were always we were meeting regularly and talking about film um and although it kind of began in a more professional sense in that we were talking about the Chronic Youth Film Festival, we'd always end up going to the pub after and just kind of um, airing out our opinions there as well. What would, you, what would you say is a typical Not Another Film Club film? I don't know if we have a typical film. I guess we could say we try to focus on um, rediscovering films, either historically or films that wouldn't be kind of seen um, in our normal context, so mm-hmm. kind of international film or film, yeah, for 
on international films from a, from a long time ago. And then also looking at it from a lens of youth, essentially like looking at it from our perspectives as, as young people and seeing, you know, what we can take away from those films um, in our present kind of, from our present vantage point. Um, that's kind of, I don't, I was going to say, I don't think we have like a, and I hope the others can be here, but I don't think we have a typical NAFC film. Um, but maybe Alyssa and Isaac have one. Um, I suppose, yeah, when we first started, I guess we, or at least for me, it was looking at, we were kind of looking at films and how they relate to like youth a bit. Cause I think that, that kind of came from us starting off like meeting during the young programming sessions. Mm. Okay. I think that changed quite quickly. Well, that, that, that answers my question better than just sort of isolating a film, to be honest with you. So that's really interesting. Starting with Alyssa then. So what we'll go, all three of you can give me an opinion on this, if you like. Um, what does Leighton Stone Love's film mean to you? Um, I think to me it means connecting with fellow film lovers. I've, be, I've been really enjoying um, learning about what the other partners do, but also putting community first. Um, because obviously the film festival is so embedded within um, the actual physical space that is Leighton Stone. Mm. I think it means a lot to us, especially after lockdown and not really actually being able to go out and go to places. Adi? Yeah, I kind of, I agree with Alyssa a lot, basically. So I think for, for me, it, it means, yeah, it's a community of, of yeah, film lovers and people who are passionate about sharing film with other people. Um, or with, with the wider community. Yeah. Um, uh, so, and it's, uh, yeah, I find it very, it's a really great platform, basically, because we came in as kind of novice film pro- pro- programmers from from the Barbican Young Program Programmers Scheme. Mm-hmm. And Laying So Love Film gave us an opportunity to program our first festival outside of that. And then just kind of it was a given that we were going to do it the next, the following year as well. And I think that was a really great, um, it was a really great feeling to think that, you know, we were trusted enough to be able to, you know, do this. Um, and I think it's, it's a fantastic opportunity. Isaac? Well, yeah, I was going to say too, as um, now that things are, you know, opening up again and stuff, I really like that this Leighton Stone Festival, you know, our screenings in a library and stuff like that. I like that the film is being kind of brought out of cinemas as well, because you know, I don't think everyone can really make it into central London and like to try and like, so I quite like the way that the festival's making it, yeah, a lot more accessible to the local community. Excellent. So what will the uh, Not Another Film Club be contributing to Leighton Stone Love's film this year? A really fun and exciting film that we really loved, but also the opportunity just to have, to meet up with your friends and have a laugh because we have a quiz planned as well mm-hmm. I, I think people have been missing in-person events yeah this is something that we're excited to bring to Leighton Stone Loves Film Festival um, and we'll also be connecting audiences to um, Singbury a local restaurant um, I think after the pandemic the importance of like local communities and businesses um, is something that we want to preserve and what what film is it you're going to be showing it's a Thai film called Bad Genius from, I uh, hope I don't get this wrong, I think 2017. Okay. And a, a really popular film um, that came out in Thailand that was really successful, I think, all over Southeast Asia and Asia, I think Asia in general. Um, and I think Alyssa 
had a great description of it, which is um, it's essentially Ocean's Eleven meets Gossip Girl. So I feel like that's a good description, a good hook to get people interested in the movie. Hell of a pitch. Hell of a pitch. <laughs> so then, um, and where, where, so you're going to be in the library with that, are you? Yeah, Leightonstone Library, I think. So then, um, again, just we'll, we'll, we'll start with a list of this time. What is it about film that you think works best as a shared experience? I actually thought this was quite a hard question to answer. Um, I think film, film is inherently a shared experience, you know, from, from inception to viewing. Um, I think watching a film with friends is so amazing because you get, when you talk to them about it, you get to hear about things that you didn't see. So I think that's always exciting. You kind of get to see the world from their perspective as well. Yeah. And it kind of pushes you to have, to develop these kind of multiple perspectives. And, you know, sometimes, especially when you don't agree about something. I always like it when I don't agree about something. It's almost like I can see a different film after that. Yeah, exactly. Adi, do you have anything to, uh, to share with us about what it is about showing people films? I guess it's, for me, it's, yeah, it's just a lot of joy that I associate with watching a really good film and then sharing it with people that you care about. Because it's kind of, this, it's a really beautiful thing to just be able to tell someone like, I, I really love this thing and I want you to see it too. And then we all have that thing where you show someone, you show someone a film you really like and you spend probably half the time looking at their reactions to the things that you thought were really good. And I just something, I just think that's a really nice uh, experience. It's something that I used to do with my sister when I was growing up. Um, and I've kind of continued it with like my friends. And it's, I think the more people you kind of share films with, the better, because, you know, you can have those conversations about different things that people, you know, take away from it. Indeed. Isaac? <laughs> I, I suppose... I'm still trying to think of the right words. I guess um, film is in like a form of media that yeah really lends itself to like being watched as a group because like I think Andy and Alyssa kind of said, you know, people, you're kind of experiencing the same thing at the same time, but we'll have like totally different experiences with it. And I think, um, you know, once it's out there, it's, um, it's just, yeah, I think just sharing it and, um, you know, you can so much, you can like get so much from like an hour and a half watching a film and then and like another hour and a half of just like talking about it, I suppose. It like you can kind of extend the life of a film by watching it with people. Yeah, well, they, they do say that, that a, a, a film is written, it is then produced, and then it is edited, and then the audience gets it. So there's like there's four distinct stages of seeing a film. That you know, if it gets yeah. all the way to the audience, but then the audience get to be as variable as as anything, whereas the three other parts of the process have to sort of be unifying to get to almost like a shared vision. Yeah, then it just uh, kind of expands forever. Like once people have seen it, I guess. Yeah, it has a life of its own. Exactly. Yeah. How do people find not another film club outside of um, outside of Leighton Stone film? How can they find out more information about what you do? We have a social media presence. So the Twitter handle is <laughs> at NA Film Club One, and then the Instagram handle is at NA Film Club. Brilliant. Now I've got to ask you because I, I didn't know about this, but what? So the program you did with the Barbican about about film programming. Um, and for any any young people listening into this who ca- catch this interview, 
what was what was maybe one or two tips or pointers that you picked up that that you wouldn't have known before doing it that have really helped you in terms of your own programming going forward? For me, I used to, I guess, I used to think that there was like a set kind of film that would like you'd be able to program and like be able to screen and stuff, but really like once you start doing it, I guess you can, you know, there's like an an infinite possibility out there. It's like I guess I used to think maybe it was a bit limited, but now I think, you know, you know, there's an audience for everything. Fantastic. Yeah, I would say for me it was kind of discovering that um kind of established cinemas are very open to to pictures from anyone, basically. So if you have a good idea, um, if you're passionate about a film, um, like Isaac said, like Isaac mentioned, there's an audience for everything. So you can just go to like uh, an yeah, established cinema and say, like, I've got this idea, I want to show this film. And like a lot of times they they they'll they'll be open to it. Look, guys, it just gives me then to say thank you very much for giving your time on the Britflix podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. You are listening to the Leighton Stone Loves Film podcast series. Leighton Stone Loves Film returns for a third year from the 15th to the 19th of September 2021. Across four days, Leighton Stone in East London will be host to a variety of free events brought to you by local filmmakers and film organisations. Let's get back to the interviews. Who are you? And who or what do you represent? My name is Sam Francis. That's the name I was given at birth. Um, I am uh, a performer initially. Um, I now direct. Um, I'm a filmmaker. And I'm really proud to own a performing arts production academy called um, X7. And we're based in Leytonstone. And, and what, what, uh, how, did, how did that come about? Well, it all came about from being in the industry. So I trained as um, as an all-round performer. I got a scholarship at Erdan Academy. I was very fortunate that I had a parent, my mother, who um, could see that I was one of those performers from a very young age. At the age of two, I would still be in the party jamming when everyone else was tired. So um, there was something in my spirit I think she decided to support me with. Um, yeah, so she kept... So she kept encouraging me and she took me to my first ballet class at the age of seven um and there I did you know tap modern all, all, all forms of dance and continued performing through my through my young age and then took it seriously when I went on to um to Erdem where I did drama dance um and all aspects of performing arts so that's how it came about and I was fortunate enough to um have lots of experience performing and seeing the world which is what I love about our jobs um, and um, I was always writing. I love to tell stories, whether it's through dance, performing arts, or whether it's through, through drama and films and theatre. So um, we decided after a little while, this is me and my partner, Jackson, who also co-owns X7. He's the vocal manager of um, X7. And um, we, we got a bit bored of touring. So just living out of the suitcase, we loved it. But I think there's a point in your career where you're like, oh, I love this. But actually, I just want to be at home and cook a meal. <laughs> so, I hear you. Yeah, I'm sure you do. So we got to that point. And um, we used to do um, lots of one-off projects. I used to work at Sylvia Young and do lots of different projects for Hackney Empire. And one of the young people said to us, and actually not just one, a few of the young people said to us, why, um, why do you only do it in term times? Why is it not a regular thing that you do? So a light bulb moment happened 
And we discussed it and we said, you know what? We live in Wolfen Forest. I'd love to deliver bespoke performing arts. And this was many years ago. I think we're talking about 15 years ago mm. now. And um, that's the birth of XM Academy. And that's the reason why we opened it. Cool. So just while we're on that, then how can people cu- get in touch with you about the X7 Academy? Brilliant. So we, we have a website, really easy to access, mm. www.x7performingarts.com. Brilliant. Well, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes for you so that people can click on that when they hear this podcast. So moving on, what does Leighton Stone Loves Film mean to you? Oh, okay. First of all, the first thing I think about is um, the collaboration of all the amazing filmmakers in um, Leighton Stone. Mm. And the fact that we have so many people that have a passion and a love for film, and it's a place for everyone to showcase and, and also to enjoy. Sounds sounds like a place I want to be. <laughs> what what will you be specifically contributing to Langston Love's film this year? Ah, this year we're we're really excited to contribute um a short film called In Plain Sight. Um it's based on a young girl's journey, but there's like magic intertwined um always with me because of my background. So there's a bit there's singing, there's dancing it, there's lots of different members from the community. And it tells a story that I hope will inspire because it inspired me. And that's part of the reason why we created it. Mm. And where, where will people be able to see it as part of Lake Stoner's film? So for, for now, we're definitely showcasing it at X7, mm-hmm. which is our building, which we're fortunate to have. And we're going to um, be showcasing it there. So it will be in September and it will be at X7 Academy, Nexus Centre. Okay. So for those outside of the borough that might be listening, whereabouts is that? So you can find our postcode is E152AH. We are in Wolfham Forest, Leighton Stone. Fantastic, fantastic. Again, I'll put the details in the show notes so people can look that up easy enough. What aspect or specific event are you looking forward to the most at Leighton Stone Lust Film this year? Oh my gosh, there are, there are so many, but I have to say, and I'm going to be biased, but I am looking forward to... Um, what's going on at X7, because it's not just my film. It's a real community um, environment. So we've been inviting everyone from around the borough and obviously beyond. And also um, Avenue Estates, um, Liza has produced a documentary about the space that we are living in and my community that's immediate. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, But then, you know, you have so many things. So I can say I'm biased, but at the same time, I think there's so many great things going on from Landfall Park, you know, from all the advent, from the library. So there's loads of amazing different types of films for, for lots of people. And and in that sense, then, what does, oh, sorry, why does film sometimes work best when it's a shared experience? What I love about film, and this is part of the reason why um, I've started to create more and more films, is the fact that you can reach a wider audience. When you're in the theatre, mm-hmm. um, you have a, a certain amount of people that can come because you have different shows at a certain time. But with film, everybody can access it. And that's what I love about Leighton Stone Loves Film. Um, you have an opportunity to check out what is going on and you can choose what film you would like. And there's such a versatility in all different styles of films. That's for me, that's what's the magic, that's the magic of film. The magic of film is that it reaches many different types of audience. You don't have to dress a certain way or be a certain way. You can access that film and enjoy it. I must admit, it's one of the things I always love about about film festival events is that you kind of can cut to the cut to the chase because you know you're there for films, so therefore you've already got that common 
personality between each other. Mm. I agree with you because it is it's you're all going to watch something that you mm. may be interested in, or it's something you've decided. Actually, let me just check this out. But your 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 whole spiritual energy is open to to watching and finding out something new, just increasing your knowledge in, in something you may not even know about. Now, while I've got you on the podcast, I I'd be I'd love to know what do you think the differences are between a stage performance and a performance in front of camera, and, and mm. what do you think the um, what do you think the similarities are? Yeah, so if I was to, to explain that from um, an audience point of view, yeah. as a, just as a participant, mm. um, when it comes to live performances, um, what I what I love about live performances is that it's happening at the moment, in the moment. And whatever you see is what you get. It can't change yeah. because it's live. Yeah, got you. Um, but what I love about what I love about film, it's something that can take you into another realm, another world. You, you know, your your spirit is allowed to go within that moment. And sometimes you're so involved that you forget you're watching the film. So that's what I love about film is is the fact that it can take you on a completely and utterly different journey. But it really does take you to another place and sometimes when the film's finished you just realize you were watching a movie so um i love for for live audience i love the fact that the audience is participating you're laughing at at something you're crying at something Mm. but with film it can also be quite an individual um response to to what you're watching you know sometimes you know you may watch it with three or four people you decide to watch it on your own and actually it wouldn't matter because it should take you in that world I've never thought about that before, yeah, because what you're saying is that with, with a theatre, you're all in the moment, whether you're on the stage or on, you're, on, you're in the seats, whereas a film, it's mediated, and therefore you can decide how you look at it, how you respond to it, because you can have that singular experience, and you can go back to it as well, so you can stop it, you can rewind it if you're watching it at home, So, which obviously, a theatre production, you would, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to get an actor to say, can you just say that line again, please? Yeah, no, it's just, again, like you said, it's just with, with theatre, It's the, the beauty of it is it's happening in the moment and it's happening right now. But again, like, you know, with film, it's something you can go back on. If there's things you didn't understand, you can rewind it and you can keep watching it. You know, I know many people that have watched films over and over again. And every time you watch that film, you learn something new. It's like, you know, um, you watch it once, you enjoyed it. You watch it the second time, you didn't realise or notice that character was doing mm. something slightly different. So it's very special. Now, for, for, for maybe a younger listener tuning into this, um, I'd be interested to know your um, what your experience is as sort of someone who, who, who sort of thought of themselves as sort of in this creative industries, went, studied, studied and went touring and stuff, and obviously now you're an adult. Mm. Um, so for a young person thinking, oh, I'm, I feel I've got the bug or a, or of this, that, other. Any any lessons learned that you can pass on, and or, or even how important is it that you, as a performer, you get to have a formal education versus not a formal education? Mm. You know, I'm I'm I I always for me I always sit on the fence on that because I think that um, experience is the most valuable thing, whether it's in formal education mm-hmm. or whether it's you learn it in a, through a different skill. The most important thing is for you to develop your skill as a young performer is, is gaining your experiences, whether it's you're going to open classes or whether you decide to train um, full time. My, my decision was to train full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just because, you know, the teachers that train you, if you go to the right school are teachers that are in the industry. So they are teaching you 
or passing on their knowledge from the industry, um, which for me is, is priceless. And we all need guidance. Why? Why make them? Why make the same? Why make mistakes if someone's already done it and they can experience and tell you and support you on how to move forward? So learn from people that have already had the experience is the best way to learn. And the way you learn is experiencing as much as you can as a performer and train, train whether it's full time or train whether it's watching movies, train whether it's finding time to read a script, train whether it's um, going to watch, watch a production. You are constantly learning as performers. But if it's something you want to do seriously, really all your heart and your soul goes into your passion and that will help you to succeed. Well, on that positive note, it just gives me to say thank you very much for giving me your time on the BritFlix podcast. Thank you very much. That's it for this episode of Leighton Stone Loves Film 2021 podcast series. If you've got time, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Leighton Stone Loves Film is produced by The Barbican in partnership with local residents and organisations and is commissioned by the London Borough of Waltham Forest supported by Arts Council England. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.